Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West, Salt Lake City, Utah, joined by the chairman. How you doing, Brett? Brian, it's been too long since we've done a podcast together. I think it's been a month or so. And that's a month too long. It has. I mean, I love Spencer. He knows that, but come on. <laughs> come on. It's the chairman. Come on. It's great to see you today. Good to see you. Let's do a market update, and then let's talk about uh, the second worst thing you can do in a bear market. We'll actually talk about the first thing too, but focus on the second thing. Which you talked about last week. Which we talked about last week. Uh, and we'll reiterate today and then we'll bring into that second thing. But the market update as of today, what's the date today? August 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 3rd, 3rd. August 3rd. August. The S&P 500 is down 12.64% on the year. The NASDAQ is down 18.78%. So that's where we stand this so far this year, um, which is significantly different than it was a month ago. Uh, six weeks ago. Six weeks ago. Yeah. Um, June 16th. Okay. So let's talk about the worst thing you can do in a bear market, Spencer and I addressed it last week, and that is when the pain gets gets bad enough, you just, hey, I just want to take a break from the market. Take a break. I want to sell what I got, and I want to take a break, and I want to wait for the dust to settle, and I want to... Um, to just have peace in my life. Yeah, sit on the sidelines. Sit on. That's a good one. Sit on the sidelines. Yeah. Why is that a mistake, Brian? Well, you know, we'll talk about this in just a minute, but if you look at what the market's done over the last six weeks, uh, that's clearly a mistake. And um, if you're invested in stocks, you should think you should be a long-term investor. And what happens today or tomorrow or the next week in the market up or down shouldn't really affect whether or not you're in in or out of stocks i always like to quote you know mr buffett and he and one of the things he said about owning stocks is if you're going to do stupid things when stock prices go down you shouldn't own stocks and what he means by stupid things is sell your stocks when they go down and yep and uh and the last six weeks is is uh, good evidence to you know why you don't sell when things when when things are down. You should think about the opposite of that. So when th- when prices are down, which is buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the rally off the lows that you're talking about. Now nobody knew June sixteenth, and we still don't know. And we didn't know at that point. We didn't know. We don't know. It. it I mean, it it may or may not be the low. Right. Right, but on June sixteenth, the S and P five hundred was down twenty two point eight percent. The Nasdaq was down thirty one point eight percent, which is which is significant bear market. Since then, the Nasdaq has rallied nineteen point oh four percent, and the S and P thirteen point one six percent, which is a decent rally. Right, very good rally. So, is June sixteenth the bottom? Who knows? We don't know. We don't know. I, I'm knock on wood, right? But um, you never know. I, I was in a client meeting yesterday, um, and the customer asked me that very question. Have we hit, you know, bottom? Is, is the market bottomed out? And uh, and I told him I, I don't know um, the answer to that question, but I told him, you know, the, the way we're looking at it over the next three years, five years, 
Um, we feel like if you were to put money to work today or if you're invested today, you'll look back three years, five years from now and glad you've stayed invested, you know. And uh, yep. so he, I think he accepted that. So Here, Here's the hard part, and I want to put this in dollar terms because when you hear returns, you know, it clicks. But for some people, hey, show me the money. So if you would have invested $10,000 on January 1st, then that money on June 16th, if you would have invested in the S&P 500, you would have $7,720. Okay, that stinks. Right. But if you would have invested in tech-heavy stocks on June 16th, that 10000 becomes 6821 Really stinks. Just that number six, yeah. right? It's close to seven, sixty-eight twenty-one, but just that number six wreaks havoc yeah. on you psychologically. And when you're in the middle of it, I mean, you're in, you're invested, and and uh, it's your own money. It's natural for your brain to to go to places that are even worse. And well, what if it does that again? Yep, uh, goes down another. 30% nearly or which over. is what most of the headlines are saying. Right. I mean people people were talking about that. S&P 2500 or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. So it's it's that's where people's minds go and I and I would suggest that that's not what you how you should be thinking about it. So today that same $10,000 invested in the S&P, remember 7720 was where it was. Well, 2 months later month and a half later, you have 8738 So you've made up a little over $1,000, which is 10% on your 10000 Yeah, That's a significant bump. It is. Just by kind of doing nothing. Yeah. Right? Well, investing on January 1st. Here's the crazy part. The NASDAQ, that 10000 remember, dropped to 6800 is now 8122 which is a change of 1300 or 13% of that original $10,000. Yeah. That's a big move. That's a, that's if a, you're missing that move, if this is the bottom, oh, that's why it's the first big mistake to make in a bear market. Yeah, it is. It's a big mistake. So, and Spencer and I talked about it in last week's podcast or two weeks' podcast. If you haven't listened to that, please do, because we, we discuss all the stats with missing out on these important rallies and what happens if you sell. And really, does it even matter trying to time the market? Uh, so we talk about that. But let's talk about the second big mistake. Brian, and this is what a lot of people do, and I'm, I'm going to blame the headlines. And I have a headline here. Uh... Which I'll, I'll read in a second, but let's talk about the second biggest mistake first. That is having cash available to invest, but being too scared to invest. Do you know anybody like that? I know a lot of people like that. I know a lot of people like what that. What happens? Like, so- why, why would that be a mistake? Is having cash in a bear market... You see your ten thousand go to sixty eight hundred, and you don't want to invest anymore because you just got fried. Why is that a mistake? Right. Well, it's an opportunity, a missed opportunity, is what it is. And uh, I, I, you and I were talking earlier, um, two thousand eight, and uh, and and us recently. Just you know, I asked you, have we had any clients? 
I haven't had any customers tell me they want to that they've sold through this latest uh, downturn. I think we've had one that you know of yeah. that sold, and we tried to talk them out of it, but yep, you know couldn't couldn't do that. Um, but it's a missed opportunity when you have you know that's that's the beauty of the stock market is it's a curse and a blessing. You get a daily price on how your stocks are doing. And for some, that's a curse. For most people, that's actually a curse. For some people like uh, Warren Buffett that can stand aside, gather their nerves and be calm and logical and reasonable and think, okay, you know, here's a stock that's down 50% or 30%. I liked it when it was 30 or 40% higher and the value then, and now it's 30 or 40% cheaper. Why don't I like it today? And a guy with a rational mind that sits back and calms his nerves and looks at that and says, this is an opportunity that I should take advantage of, and he does it. But unfortunately, most people aren't able to do that. They said, you know, and to our, to, to our credit to our customers, very few, custom, very few of our customers sell when stock yeah. prices go down. Very, very few. very few. In 2008, 2009, during the great financial crisis, I can't recall any of our clients selling at that time. On the flip side, I don't recall very many of those clients calling me up or when I would talk to them, I'd say, you know, now would be a good time to put a little more money to work. These are incredible prices and, you know, we'll get through this. I, I can recall a couple clients putting money money in the market to take advantage of those opportunities, but that was few and far between. Most people... Why? Yeah, why is that? Most people, it's the ostrich move. You know, they put their head in the sand. And when, in fact, these clients that were in yesterday, um, they says, well, I, I asked them, how are you doing? How are you handling this market volatility? He says, well, we just don't look at it very much anymore. And I've heard that so much. Which is better than getting freaked out all the time and, and selling. Exactly. But on the flip side, by not paying attention, you don't know. I mean, the S&P was down, what did I say, Twenty, almost 23%. The, Na- the NASDAQ down over 30%. Yeah. That's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity. To buy great businesses at phenomenal prices. It is. And to their credit, in case they're listening, they did put some more money in yesterday. There you go. So that's that's to their Yeah, credit. I feel like I feel like in a bear market, people hang on. And they wait for you ready for this? The dust to settle yeah. before they feel good about putting money in. Yeah. When the reality is when you're the most nervous and scared, that's the best time to put it in. That is the best but time. But it's hard. Why is it so hard? Well, the re- let me just say that the reason that's the best time to put money in when, the thing, when it's the hardest is that's when the prices are the most attractive. When it's the scariest, that's when the prices are the cheapest and, and most attractive. But why is it so hard? I, th- I think the reason that it's so hard is because we have this – it's the f- – it's uh, – fight or flight, you know, uh, the psychology, the psychology of losing money and people automatically go to a place where they think, well, I'm down 20%. What, you know, I can, maybe I can handle that, but barely, but if it goes down another 20%, I can't do that, you know? And so they, they just want to pull back or draw back or, you know, now they don't look at it. They don't, and they don't even think about putting new money to work. And, uh, Really, that's the thing. That's the way you should be thinking about it. Is 
buy when prices are attractive, but yet very few people do that. Here's what would have happened, that same $10,000, what it would be today, if you would have invested on June 16th, which, look, it's, it's hard to time the bottom. So I don't want to say we're going to do You it. can't do that, yeah. But in the NASDAQ, you'd have $11,910, so almost $12,000. The S&P, you'd have $11,330. So at the scariest point, which was June 16th. So far. So far. Thank you. What a phenomenal time to invest. It was another $1,000 you said you put in? or No, the same $10,000. A new $10,000. Oh, a new $10,000. Yeah. Yeah. You gotcha. would have had that. That would be an interesting. If you put in another 1000 or another 5000 might You might be positive on the air. Uh, no, nah, not. You no, made, you'd have made a hundred. You'd made a hundred dollars or so, thirteen per. Yeah, day. close to round break even. Yeah, but we did. We we have had some clients, some new clients, put money in in their accounts. I mean, anytime you can buy Amazon for one hundred five bucks, now it's at one hundred and thirty. Right, those are the opportunities we're talking about. Why is it that when when uh, groceries go on sale, when bread, milk, eggs, gasoline goes on sale, everybody gets excited, but when stocks go on sale, people get scared. <laughs> I don't know. Why is that? Because the pain of losing a dollar far exceeds the pain of, or the joy of making a dollar. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Psychology. So what advice would you give to people right now that have had their heads in the sand and have kind of been a little bit nervous, uh, but do have cash? Well, of course, you know, we always uh, tell people that they need to have um, short-term reserves. They're need whatever their needs are liquid or cash needs over the next three six months and if you're not sure about that talk to spencer talk to matthew and they can talk to you about you know what's the appropriate level for you as far as having cash reserves but beyond that if you have money that you don't think you'll need over the next three four you know three or four or five years um that's the kind of, that's the money you should be thinking about investing and uh, this this lady that was in yesterday you know i asked her i said so what's you know, she, she, she has more money coming in than she's spending. And, and uh, so it's just accumulating in her bank account. I says, what's the ultimate goal with this money? She says, well, it's going to go to my daughter. So it's not really for you. And I says, well, your daughter will thank you, you know, yeah. 20 years down the road when she inherits this money. I didn't say 20 years, but, you know, 20, however long she'll live, 20, 30 years down the road, your daughter will thank you that you didn't put it under the mattress, that you actually invested it and grew this money for her some at some point and so i think a lot and we have a lot of clients in that situation where in fact a common question that we get all the time is well you know i'm gonna uh you know i'm not gonna be here in 10 years you know maybe it's somebody that's in their 90s or late 80s i'm not gonna be here in 10 or 15 years and uh should i get out of the market you know and, and i and sometimes that the answer to that question is well you may not need the money, but those your kids or those that will inherit this money, they will appreciate that you didn't put it in cash and just left it there and and let inflation eat yeah. away eat away at its value over time. Yep, it's planning for the future. What's this money for? Right, right. and you're great at asking questions. You ask that all the time. So here's what's going to happen: as soon as people hear this podcast, they're like, "I'm going to do it. I'm going to avoid number two. <laughs> put some cash to work. I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen." You're going to be driving down the road, listening to the AM radio or your podcast or turn on the news, and you're going to hear this headline. 
top analyst, says bear market is not over, predicts another 15% decline before the market can bottom. You're going to hear that. You might hear, um, this has the chance to be the worst recession since 2008. I don't know. Whatever the headline is. And guess what it's going to do? If you let it, it's going to paralyze you. Mm -hmm. And it's going to freak you out. Don't let it. I'm telling you what's going to happen before it, it happens. If don't you, let it. If you go to any financial website, I, I don't care if it's Google, Yahoo. Financial MS, porn. Yeah, CNBC, CNBC, any financial website, and you just keep paging down or look on the side column, there'll be an article out there, that, you know, some analyst predicts 50% decline or Dr. Doom says, you know, we're it's going to be another 30 or 40% down. It, I've done this long enough that – I ignore that. And sometimes we have clients forward these articles and these, these little articles to us, and, and uh, they're, they're not helpful. They're not helpful at all. And, um, and 99% of the time, they're wrong. Yep. So They're right once a decade. You just, you just ignore it. You ignore it. You look at good business. You know, we're broken record. Look at great businesses. Invest long-term. Yep. People that get nervous, this client that, that uh, sold that you uh, were talking to, if she would have just looked at her businesses, you know, I think, or I'm sure you talked to her about this, but, yeah. you know, we own Amazon and, and so on, and great businesses, and think three, five, and ten years down the road, tell me, yeah. where's Amazon going to be? And this is not a recommendation for Amazon, i got to say that, but, you know, just think in those terms. You own great businesses. Quit worrying about the day-to-day -day ups and downs in the market. Amen, brother. Okay. That's it. Don't get paralyzed. If you have money to invest, there's still, even with the rally that we've had, there's some great businesses on sale right now. Well, still, most a lot of our a lot of businesses are still down twenty, thirty percent. Yep. Good, great businesses, by the way. With that, my friends, I hope you learned something new. Avoid that second mistake. So there's your first and second mistake in a bear market not to make. Until next time, bye bye. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique, and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888-591-0334.